Now I'm curious if Bo ever does get married. What what would you envision your wedding would look like, Bo? Allow me, allow me to describe. No, it. no, you're yes. gonna hurt me. Okay, so one on one Hearthstone match <laughs> against his beloved in front of all the Blizzard developers. Well, you and I, Mike, you would be the officiant. I would be the best man, obviously. And uh, I think their vows would be like, do you t- take this man, Bo Schwartz, in sickness and in health? In, sl- <laughs> in sleeping and in awakeness, in caffeination or lack thereof. Uh, that's a that's an argument for another day. I think. Speaking of arguments, <laughs> maybe we should have one or at least a conversation, <laughs> a random topic. <laughs> good saying. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, the podcast where we chat, discuss, and review random topic every week. My name is Crofton Steers, and I'm one of your three affable hosts. Um, without further ado, allow me to introduce my two compatriots. Compatriot number one, hailing from Ottawa, Ontario, by way of down the street, is Bo Schwartz. Bo, how are you? Hello, everyone. How is everyone today? I'm assuming everyone's good, although they can't talk directly to us, which has always been one of the limitations of this medium. Uh, Okay, I guess my creepy voice didn't work. Hi, how's it going? Hello. Hi. Hi, Bo. (laughs) Sweet. Our intro just gets better and better. Okay, introduce the other person, Crofton. Speaking of limitations (laughs) of our voices, uh, allow me to introduce podcaster number three, coming from, uh, hailing from Ottawa, Ontario, via uh british columbia is my friend michael hodgins michael how are you i'm well doesn't hailing mean like or hailing from doesn't mean where you're from like not where you live hey you're from ottawa right no i'm from quebec i I, Uh, I lived like 30 years in quebec or something but uh yeah well you're from the the national capital region yeah, uh, yeah, technically, I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, I live in Ottawa now. It's a great town. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be doing this podcast today. Sweet. Um, we have uh, actually a little bit of an announcement today, and, and, and by we, I mean two of the three of us. Uh, I am going to uh, announce, without further ado, a landmark achievement in podcasting. Uh, which is the launch of what I can only imagine to be the very first video game podcast, video game focused discussion. And uh, it is called the exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. That's fanfare. You can keep keep talking now. Sweet. We we have the highest production values across all our shows. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and Bo, yeah, Bo and I, uh, uh, we share a passion for uh, video games. And we thought, you know, it's going to be, it's a fairly traditional video game themed show. We talk about news of the week, what we're playing, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so if you like what Bo and I have been bringing to this show, we, we welcome uh, you to, to, uh, to check out the exclamation mark. You can follow that on, on, on Facebook. Uh, uh, like it on Facebook. Follow it on Twitter. We have a website. It's exm, uh, 
exmpodcast.com. Is that right, Bo? Yeah, exmpodcast.com for all yeah. the information related to the show. So sweet. And thanks thanks to Mike for giving us the time, the pulpit, if if you will, to to pitch the new show. So if some of you uh, are into this, this show and the blah, blah we do, we do blah, blah over there. It's just focused on video games. Oh, and I have blah, blah. I've listened to it a little bit, and it's quite uh, quite good quality. I can't speak to the quality of the third host because it's not me. So <laughs> the same you know, dynamic you get here on GBB, but uh, you know they're they're going to work out the kinks. But it's a uh, it's a good listen, I think. Yeah, it's it's uh, the third host's name is uh, Jeff Wright, and we're we're going to be having guest hosts and all sorts of stuff. Who knows? Maybe Mike. Maybe one day you'll make a, an appearance on the show to shit all over video games. Someone's got to. You know, yeah, there's you always know, two sides to the story. Mike is it's, a Hearthstone master. Uh, it's it's true. <laughs> I'm also an ex video, like a recovering video game uh, addict. Whereas you guys are still like in the den, like yeah. an opium den. Yeah, <laughs> so you, could, you could speak from the outside and point and mock. Uh, and belittle, uh, humiliate, infantilize. I mean, there's all kinds of benefits you can give to a show. Well, it is it is funny because it also, like, because I was into video games at one point in my, like, younger days, that all my ideas about video games are very dated. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's not very, it's, it's, a, it's a fast-moving industry, I think. I'll it's still like, never forget your idea of a, of a fighting game involving all of the religious figures from history. So, like, it's kind of like Street Fighter, but instead of, you know, Guile and... Um, yeah, it Ryu, like it'd be Jesus like Jesus and, uh, versus Mohammed. Yeah, and, then there, and there was <laughs> like versus? Ganesha. Yeah, there'd be. <laughs> that was a. I thought that was an awesome concept, and we actually started. Remember Nick Lynch, the, our friend who was awesome programmer. He was actually starting to write code for it, and uh, those animation people I knew at Algonquin were like, there was a couple people like, yeah, we can really? do it. It almost happened. It could have been a game, but oh well, those, that's past now. So I feel like if you're ripping off things and you're going to rip off combat from Street Fighter, you got to rip off the fatalities from Mortal Kombat. You yeah, know? well, I mean, Absolutely. those games you'd have um, like uh, like some biblical like yeah, that's it. I want Jesus, I want Jesus <laughs> to jump in the air and deliver his fatality. Oh know? yeah, no, it was going to be the, the Moses character was going to do like a part the sea where the guy would get torn in half. Uh, top to bottom, like you know, smash with the stone tablet, right? With all the commandments on. <laughs> well, the stone tablet would be one of his. Anyways, okay, this 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 is something we should talk about on your other podcast. It, this sounds like it. It sounds like one of these things that the South Park guys would do that would just like uniformly offend everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the that's the appeal instead of well, you know. But you could also think of it like you know, hey, you choose your religion of choice, and you can you can beat the game at it and be the best. Religion. It's, it's true. Yeah, it's you, true. Could, you could come up with the final answer to religion by fighting Probably it out. Probably a lot of the frustrations, you know, all the strife in the world through religions. If there's just a game they could play, you know, and win it, and then they'd be like, oh, all right, I feel okay. I can just live my life again. Well, one way that we solve all the strife in the world is by looking at each individual element of strife through our random topic generator, reviewing it, and then presenting it back to you, the listener. So we are about to do that as Michael. I would very much appreciate it if you would start the random topic generator. I heard phlegm. And unfortunately, the random topic generator cannot be used on the exclamation mark podcast. Oh. It, it's just too heavy and it's in Mike's garage. It, it would be very inconvenient. 
And also, you don't do random topics, so it kind of defeats Well, we thought about it. It's just that we can't get the machine, so. Anyways, um, so back to this <laughs> podcast and the topic for today, which is gardening. <laughs> oh, we have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, when, wow. when, I think, when I think gardening, it first pops into my head that I'm thinking flower gardening. Like you have, you know, in your front yard or whatever, you plant flowers, but are we also in- including sort of vegetable gardens, your backyard vegetable gardens, or in your tomato uh, like, plant like, in a pot kind of garden? Well? I, I think if you're harvesting crops as a farmer or something, that's probably like there's probably a threshold where we're talking that's, about gardening yeah. or we're talking about like yeah, agriculture industry. Um, yeah, gardening, you can do small scale. Let's just say small so, scale, you can do it yourself. It's growing plants. So those yeah. might produce food or they might produce beauty. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm with that, yeah. Have you guys done much gardening? No. <laughs> no, I... Was I that resounding enough for everybody? No. Well, I'm not surprised because I was at Bo's house the other day and I was berating him for having these. <laughs> for years, he's had these plastic plant, these plastic plants. Oh, yeah. Probably- Hey man, coated. my tree makes the house gives it some green. <laughs> They're coated. All the leaves are coated with dust, and well, it, they who look wants horrible. To clean that, was, man, it's like annoying. I was like, get rid of these plastic plants. Get a real plant in here, you know. And uh, <laughs> but don't real plants accumulate dust as well? It look less so because they kind of regenerate themselves and they lose leaves and then new leaves grow. So whereas your dusty plastic plant is never going to get to, you have to clean the leaves on the floor when they fall off though. Oh, it's such a pain. And you uh, have to water it. My God, life is hard. I, I also haven't gardened very much. Uh, like, I mean, I've, I've done it before in my life, but it, not very much. And it, Which is a bit surprising because I grew up in, in Wakefield, which is a town outside of Ottawa, and, and my mom was an avid gardener, is an avid gardener, I should say, and has a ton of large gardens all around the house and and really looks forward to the gardening season also my wife jessica is a avid gardener as well and like we have now we have our first house and and she has put a lot of effort into like um uh, a flower garden on in the front uh, in the front of the home we've always had like pots pots with plants and all different things it's just never been a thing that i personally have done i I've done some gardening and uh, not like my mom's into gardening and uh, and my aunt is really into gardening to a kind of strange degree uh, in that she's very like, um, how would I put this, um, perfectionist with her gardening. Like I can't believe how few weeds she has, like none. And, and I can't garden like that. Is it so a green I, thumb? Is that is green well, thumb? Well, no, she's term? just like um, <laughs> I want to say like anal retentive. <laughs> That's probably the wrong. Okay, she's a perfectionist. You know, it's a work she's of a art. Perfectionist. She's perfectionist. She's an Go out in her garden all summer and like just pull out like these tiny little weeds like constantly, so it looks like perfect. Her garden looks perfect. Gardening I've done, and I've done a little bit of flower gardening when I had a house in the country. I would like buy some plants and perennials and things and stick them in the ground, but I was never really good at maintaining them, so they would always get become like weed clumps with some flowers in them. And uh, and I've done some vegetable gardening. Again, when I lived in the country and had some space, I'd be like, oh, clear some spot. And it was the same thing. i plant a bunch of uh uh, vegetable plants and they'd grow and I would always get stuff from them. I got potatoes and tomatoes and uh, some zucchinis and things like that. But it, it would also just be in amongst all the weeds because I was not good at maintaining them. 
and I should say that my wife has a quite large um, urban garden at this like allotment garden in Ottawa. She grows vegetables and all this, and all kinds of stuff. Her and some friends, and they got like I don't know at this point three thousand square feet of like garden, which is like a lot of work to maintain. Yeah, great bike path through there. I've been biking by it. Um, yeah, she bikes I have, out there. So I feel like Crofton and I are probably not going to have a whole lot of value to say on the subject, but I do have questions. For you, Mike, in particular. Well, I'm wait. Well, maybe I should ask you guys a question first. Like, so why? Well, no, do- you can ask after me. I called shotgun. All right, front. all right. Go. Fair enough. I want to know um, what because everything that someone can get into has some sort of bring some sort of value or has some sort of benefit. Like, apart from the practical reason of oh, I plant gardens to get vegetables to eat. I mean, what are the rewards for embarking on the gardening journey? Like, why do you do it? Uh, well, for me, it's exactly what you said. The obvious one it was to get free vegetables. That's the only really reason. Is it really I'm, just because you're too cheap to buy them at the grocery store? It has nothing, like, nothing to do with being cheap. It's in fact the opposite. It's more like, you know, we live in this age of right now, there's all this talk of water shortage in California and blah, blah, and, and climate change and all our food getting trucked in or flown in from wherever. So if you can grow your own food, which most of us can, at least in, in some of the months here, uh, you can offset that. So if you if you think about those things and they annoy you, which they annoy me, um, <clears throat> to think that, you know, I, I buy tomato from California. It's like, we're not close to California at all. I could grow a tomato and they could can them or something. Uh, that's the reason I want the vegetables. It's not to save money because if but for you- some things you don't even save money really – but you could just buy local. Like you, we have markets in Ottawa, you could just oh, buy yeah. from local vendors instead of growing them yourself. Like absolutely, and and I'm totally in favor of that too. So, um, uh, but yeah, but that, that still is the reason I did it. Like because like, uh, keep in mind that um, the garden that we have now is not like I help out when Andrea wants you know some like a fence built or something, and uh, you know I'll, I'll help out now and then when they need a hand, but it's not my thing. But I did it when I lived in the country, and it was in my backyard. So it'd be like I was also lazy and bad at um, eating vegetables. So if I figured if I grew a vegetable garden, I could walk out there and be like, oh, there's some. T- I better eat them before they get rotten, and they're right there in my yard. So I would just eat them, you know, and I don't have to think about buying local or whatever. They're literally in my. You can't get more local than your backyard. Uh, but yeah, buying local, I think I'm in favor of. But I don't know. I think that there's something, um, and the reason because flowers is the other one where it's like, why do people, you know, is it just to make the house more beautiful? But I think there's something meditative about digging in the dirt. All the people that I know that like gardening, uh, that there's something. You know, there's another word besides meditative, but that's that's part of it. You go out maybe? there. Pardon? Therapeutic, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like you, it kind of your your thoughts can flow away. You can just be involved in this in this kind of like really basic thing that humans have always done, which is plant put plants in the ground and dig in the dirt. And it feels it feels good, you know. And not to make a pun, but it feels grounding. Well done. See, I I. I think that it, it definitely sounds uh, appealing and really honestly um, in terms of pulling uh, things that are bad, if you will, about gardening out of out of the air, it's harder than you think. Like there's really – even though I don't enjoy it, it's hard to begrudge other people who do. The things that I would I would look at or as, as 
I don't want to say problematic necessarily, but but things that jump out about gardening that are that might not necessarily be positives. One I would say is 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 resource usage, right? Uh, and I think that more with regards to flowers and such than I do for vegetables. Uh, but like people who who water their you know or, or constantly uh, watering the watering their garden with like water that's been filtered for our drinking consumption, you know, uh, uh, and, and then just, you know, pour tons and tons of water on, on, on many, many square. Just to interject, I see tons of people doing that to clean their driveways. So I feel like, no, I know. And, but that one doesn't make the other justify the other necessarily. I know people who pour water down the drain, you know, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't make water any less valuable of a resource. And it doesn't mean that, uh, and I know people and in lawn care and, and gardening, it's not the same thing, but uh, the amount of water blown on lawns is crazy as well. I'm just saying that, that really it's it, it, the, the flower gardens, the it's aesthetic beauty. Resources are being wasted for lack of a better term to create, a, to create um, short term aesthetic beauty that in, in our country, that's going to die out when winter comes along. Right. I, I think that's a pretty valid, pretty valid criticism. And uh, isn't, isn't the idea that it's resource intensive kind of new, whereas the art of gardening has been around for a very long time before, before this sort of awakening to the idea that we had a responsibility to use our resources, you know, like use our resources responsibly. But like gardening has been around for a long time, but not necessarily in the way that we practice it now. Like, so I, I think maybe part of what Crofton's saying is also like people will, if you want to get the biggest blooms out of your flowers or, you know, the biggest yields out of your vegetables, you've got to get fertilizer. And where does that fertilizer come from? And then if you're, if you're like my aunt, you walk around with a bottle of Roundup and spray anything that's not something she wants to be there, which is a lot of stuff. You're all going to die. And then, you know, like, I'm like, I feel like her yard has got nice grass in it, I guess, but nothing else. And I'm like, there's probably all kinds of toxic stuff all over there. She's like, oh, yeah, Roundup kills it good. Uh, but I'm like, that stuff's very toxic. And it's just for what, again, like aesthetic, this ideal of, of uh, which is kind of the European ideal of gardening, which is this like perfect immaculate lawn and then surrounded by these, you know, full bloom uh, gardens. And it's really not how nature works. And uh, like, I, I kind of like the idea of if you're going to do gardening, like what's a, what's a kind of like local plant that's going to be easy to take care of because it likes living here as opposed to some like, you know, one that's out of its climactic zone and needs all this care just to survive. It's, this doesn't make sense to me. That's what botanical gardens are for almost. You go to those and they've got their their specialized greenhouses for the cacti or whatever. Like, I mean, the other thing I find, I don't want to say troubling about gardening. It's not troubling really. It, it, it's just the way it feels like society has, has unfolded. But while there are male gardeners, it, it feels really like it's one of those things that's super skewed towards one, one sex. Even like... Of the three of us, like token example, two of us don't do it. One, one, and me has, has wife and mother. Uh, he mentioned uh, my father didn't really do it, although he'd build a flower box much in the same way that Mike 
build would build the fence for for his wife or whatever. It just feels like like one of those things that for a long time has been associated with the fairer sex. You know, women women are gardening and men are working in the shed building something. You know, I don't know why that is. Really. I, th- I actually, th- you know, I would say that you know, I think that. The optics of that up front are that that is the case, and maybe it is to some extent. But I actually think there are a lot of men who are into gardening, and um, maybe in the same way that, like, well, just I think of this. Uh, well, I, this guy. I can second that, but go ahead. Well, there, but there's there's this guy on CBC Radio at, who does like a weekly call-in show for all things like gardening related. He is an encyclopedic knowledge of every plant you could ever think of. Um, you know, he's made his life around gardening. He's a, you know, and I, I feel like I've seen TV shows where there's, where there's men who are talking about gardening and women too. And I was just at this, um, and, and I know a lot of men who have gone through horticulture uh, school, a, a couple. In fact, I know more men that have done it than women. That's not to say that that's where the demographics lie actually in going into horticulture, but uh, just personally, that's how we're different for me. And I was just in this very famous garden in, in near Victoria called the Bouchard Gardens. You should Google it. It's like this thing to see when you're around there. And it's quite this fancy garden. And tons of gardeners obviously working there to make it like it's pretty impressive. And I'd say most of them were men that were that were working. Now, I guess a lot of that's sort of labor. You're wheel, wheelbarrowing dirt around or whatever. But like, you know, I feel like they knew what they were doing, pruning bushes and doing all that. There's a lot of men doing it. I think yeah. more split than it seems, but I know what you mean, Grove. Yeah, from firsthand, like I think when we think of like traditional gender roles, we're like, oh, girls like flowers more than guys or whatever. But, um, you know, all of my life, we've had a garden at our house. And I know because one of the chores I was given was to weed said garden, which I hated with a passion. There's <laughs> nothing worse than sitting down or being on your knees. I mean, I also weeded the front lawn by hand with one of those things you stick in the ground and root up the freaking dandelions and shit with it's it's torture i hated it so much and probably partly why i'll just never do gardening was because i you know i had those early experiences of doing the labor of it and not giving a crap about it but my father to this day he has a garden it's got a big electric fence on it around it to keep the deer from eating all the stuff the wildlife and on my mother's side, you know, my grandmother's house had a garden for as long as I can remember with beautiful flowers and they had hedge bushes. Now, I know there's a line when it comes to lawn care, but this was literally surrounding the house flowers. And I know that, um, you know I, know, I know that my grandmother was into it. I can't recollect how much my grandfather was into it, but certainly um, I feel like there's a lot of men in my life, men I would consider somewhat macho, somewhat, you know, traditional gender role males who definitely appreciated gardening to an extent that I just failed to completely. <laughs> so. Actually, that now that you mentioned that, my grandfather was an avid gardener of flowers. I think that's where my aunt get it from. He was also a perfectionist gardener. Um, and uh, when he used to go to his place in Cornwall, his backyard was like, there's like these rows of like trellis flowers, everything perfect. And yeah, he I was think, really into it too. I it. think there's, because you, you listed some of the benefits, but I know from speaking to those people in my family who like gardening, it's a connection to nature. Just like the reason why you would have farm animals and pets is not just even for the practical uses, but this connection to the world around us, which isn't just humans and televisions and garbage. It's, you know, that there are living, breathing organisms and and participating and cultivating their growth is sort of this way to play in that 
environment, to be connected to something other than yourself, other than humanity, really. Um, you know, so there's some sort of like a kind of a poetry to it that I think people who engage in gardening get out of, you know, get that satisfaction from. And then when they tell you about it, you kind of look at them like they're talking in an alien language. It's <laughs> like, okay. Well, it's, but, it's funny know. that you say that because, I mean, like part of me would totally agree. And remember, we were talking about camping recently on this show and part of the reason you might go camping in whatever form you do is to kind of see nature because i feel like the thing about gardening whether it be vegetable or flower is that that's not really nature like that i mean you're 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 using living organisms but it is nowhere near natural in quotes a forest never looks like that any any wild space will never look like a flower garden or a vegetable garden um it, it is really done to our to our to our taste it's not it's not a real thing so i think nature that's a kind of a fallacy well, but, but to life think- because like even though okay you're not in a, a um what's the word biosphere like you're not in a um environment that is like naturally growing it is still an organic living thing yeah and no I, I, this- know what you, I know what you mean it's the it's a connection to other living things you're yeah. what you're, you're you're helping these plants grow and and that yeah i totally get but the, just the whole the whole idea of it being somehow connection to nature i'm like well nature as we as we see it or as we want wish it to be and, yeah. uh, and that that's okay i'm just trying to you know put another angle yeah. on this. and you're and you're helping particular plants grow right you're you're forming things in the image in which you want them to be as a gardener like you're you know Bo was talking about weeding weeding is essentially selecting which plants you want and which ones you don't everybody sort of knows what weeds are but you know like some first there's some i know in the case of my mom sometimes she's growing plants she's got some flowers and then some are cross growing with others and she's like pulling them out of you know one side because she wants it to visually look a certain way right so i mean it's really controlling your environment in in many ways and sometimes that could be part of maybe what's therapeutic about it it's 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 creating order out of chaos uh uh, in many ways. So, and I, when I was talking about the sex thing, like, I know that you guys were like, well, I know a guy who's gardening and I know a guy who went to school. <laughs> One guy. <laughs> in a, no, I know. No, but it's... like, essentially what you guys were doing, we're doing a list of, of guys that you knew or like, oh, I read this. And there was a couple of guys that went to botanical school or whatever. Look, that my point is that, that, that there aren't men, male gardeners. I, I just think it, gardening writ large is still seen in many ways as something that more women do than men. Like if there are statistics out there that say, oh, actually it's a 50-50 split, um, then color me surprised. I just think that, that it's one of those things that probably 80% of our gardeners are women. I could be wrong, you know, but that's the impression I have. And that's based off personal uh, friends and family. So, you know, uh, and and what I see in the uh, what I see in, in in media as well, but there's a lot of there's a lot of male gardeners, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they're. Um, I'm just find it interesting. It's one of those things I find interesting because it seems unbalanced to me with regards to the sort of division of sexes and who partakes in it. That's uh, all. That's why I was bringing it up. A, a part of that may have to do also with traditional gender roles in the home, like if the woman is at home and the man is going you know has a license to to go out whenever he wants and works then you know those are the activities in the home domain like gardening tending to the 
the care of gardening might be something that falls under in a traditional you know gender role sense like a woman's sphere more so than the man's but perhaps i think interest wise i i know i feel like i know as many men as i do women in my family that are connected to the idea of gardening as well as farming because on my dad's side we come from a farmer's background so the notion that um you know it's one gender's role over the other isn't very likely but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's indicative of people as a whole so crofton may in fact be correct i just that's my well, personal anecdotal and, and experience I think, yeah it, it is because i i see i see a lot of men that garden around my neighborhood and probably more women like so I, I wouldn't and at the allotment garden where andrea gardens it's a it's a pretty fair mix uh again probably slightly more women but it's not something i think is hugely um hugely slanted um but but I, back to the point but we don't know was, i mean we don't have yeah, data I mean, we're so just guessing. we're guessing statistic things and and you know your own experience will, will dictate a little bit how you see that and i think that's fair enough uh but what you were saying crofton about the how you select plants, um, and, and that's a, a little bit unfortunate in a way in that you select plants is, is this plant has value and this plant doesn't, doesn't. whereas in you know in natural ecosystem, all plants have their place and do something and contribute in some way, but when we make gardens, we're just like, I don't like that thing, and this thing's good. Like, why is a dandelion bad? People hate dandelions, like, with the passion, as Bo was talking about. Well, they're about. all battling for survival, right? Like, that's how it is in nature. Well, and I guess because a dandelion is good at it, it's very good at surviving. But I mean, sometimes you'll see fields of them; they're all yellow, and and they look nice. Like I, I don't. But people just decided that's a weed. We don't like it, and and we really like kind of split these plants down to the ones which we deem to be valuable or and aesthetically pleasing, and those which we deem to be weeds. And that 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 term kind of has this like negative connotation, and it's a little bit unfortunate because what's wrong with a plant that doesn't flower or, you know, they're, they're all doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's I mean, I, like, I'd agree. It's just, I think, it. I think when we look at those plants as good or bad, we're thinking in the context of, you know, the, our own purposes for having the, like, you know, though I guess actually just to now to, um, argue with myself from what I just said. Okay. We'll just sit here and listen. Because <laughs> uh, now when you when you do the, the vegetable gardening, they're definitely, you know, there's all these plants that are essentially killing your vegetables. So yeah. That is, you know, that's annoying. And because uh, you want to actually get something productive out of it. But what I was, the real thing that made me think about this was there, there's a bunch of nettles in at Andrea's garden. Have you guys had any interactions with nettles? Uh, sounds familiar, Maybe. but I, I don't I'm know. not good at IDing plants. My God, well, you'd you'd know it if you walk through it because they sting like a bastard. <laughs> like they really cause a lot of pain. So you like all for sure once you forget that there's nettles there and walk through a patch of grass and then be like, oh my legs, and they're just like, are they like rose? So like are do they are, do they resemble rose um, stems? No, it's like not a, like a spike. It's some kind of oil. It's, uh, it's actually like a kind of a toxin it makes your like it's it's an oil on the plant like poison just, ivy yeah except i mean poison ivy is another one but uh it's it's instantaneous and quite painful uh <laughs> and i was thinking because we want to bring our kid out to the garden and i'm like oh he's for sure gonna crawl into the nettle and scream for like two hours <laughs> so, using forethought i should try to do something so that doesn't happen because just get that, that roundup be- and genocide time so yeah, so there are some plants that are just like trying, they're fighting a war against the plants you want. So if you like gardening, then you, I guess, have to hate weeds. I guess that's the other angle there. But It's just, it, gardening is one of those like um, 
large scale hobbies. You know, when when you meet someone and you're getting to know them and you're like, what are your hobbies? Uh, and uh, it feels like for a long time because um, gar- gardening and agriculture has been with us for ever and uh, but it's also been a hobby for a really long time as well so it's, it w- when we get to one of these topics in which we are judging someone else's hobby uh it becomes difficult for me to to um really find m- many many negatives because like the, the the big negative i think i see is the resource man is a resource management and like that flies out the door as soon as you're growing food for yourselves um but but when it's when it's flowers and and you go to um a uh, home depot or any of these places and they have these giant garden gardening depots with tons of uh resources and I'm not just talking about um things like uh, uh um things like fertilizer they've got like you know quick grow things they got seeds for different things they've got all sorts of like containers and and um and it's really like it's big it's big business uh, for sure. So I, I'm, I, it's just like, I don't see how gardening can be a universal good thing when it re when it uses resources really for, for nothing more than pleasing the eye, right? Like that's at least the flower side of but things. Like you could argue that sculpting takes up valuable, you know, stone resources or whatever, well, or, or yeah, woodworking. Or it's like that wood is valuable. We could have a chair, but it's like, you know, right. there's a bit of artisanship or there's a bit of the artist in taking these living things and making a work of some kind, an ephemer- ephemeral work. Maybe that's even the wrong word. Te- something that is temporary even because, you know, the plants wilt and die. So the thing you're making only lasts for a period of time in, in life. And I guess changes. it also lends to like a connection, especially with the, with the seasons. Um, and, and this time, like you have certain things of flower in the fall or flower in the spring. I mean, we're just... Tulips are, are just poking their heads up around now and they're early. So it kind of, I guess if you really are a gardener, you're kind of in tune with the kind of, with the growing season and that's nice in a way. So what I was going to ask now, I've done some gardening and I'm, you know, I, I like it enough that I sort of do it and maybe would again on the vegetable angle for sure. But what is it about it that does not appeal to you guys? Um, I just feel that like, like a lot of things, to me, gardening sort of embodies a certain type of ethos and, and cultural slant. Like when someone tells me, hey, what are your hobbies? Like as Crofton alluded to earlier, and they say, oh, it's gardening. My brain immediately starts assimilating the fact that we're not going to have a lot in common uh, because generally speaking, they probably they, they have um, like Crofton said, it was a big it's a big bucket. I think you said like there's just a lot, you know, there's a lot to know in the world of gardening and if you're someone that's so entrenched and into it it feels like to me um that we're not going to relate very easily or very well and um and i I think i think that's a little bit of what it is like it's like oh it's this whole world that i don't really want to be a part of and i rather than i'd just rather push it away because it's like it just seems large to me Okay, let's break it down to the I, – I have a precious little free time. Like or I have a certain amount of free time but not a ton. But let's break it down to what you do when you're gardening, right? So you dig, okay? You you pull out weeds. You 
plant things or you dig them out and then move them elsewhere. So the equivalent of like putting down a rock and picking it up again or whatever, you uh, water uh, things. So pull out the hose and then like, you know, water everything or fill up the, the watering can and carry, carry it around. You lift up those, those big potted plants and then move them from one spot to another or from your car outside you know like every everything it's all it's all labor um that you're not getting paid for uh <laughs> the, the the you're unless you're a professional gardener that you're doing on on your free time honestly i appreciate gardeners i really love what my wife has done to the front of our house and stuff like that it's really really gorgeous stuff and and if she needs a hand moving something or whatever uh, I do it and I have like my hobbies and projects I want to do as long as well as obviously playing video games um and so uh so it's just it's just when when you break down the core concept of what you do the appeal is not really there for me the the only upside is like being outside and doing something outside and like getting the sun you know you get these gardener tans and all this sort of thing so i i can appreciate i can appreciate that but if i'm going to go outside like i could throw the frisbee around and have a good time doing that doing an activity of leisure i can i, I don't consider gardening an activity of leisure whereas i consider an activity of work so I, I think that's why it doesn't appeal to me. It's it's good that you picked the one activity that I can think of that you do that's not doesn't involve sitting on your ass because that's what <laughs> I, that's what I was I'm like so essentially it's because you you can't do it sitting down which actually I guess you can do a lot of gardening sitting down yeah, but I mean yeah fair, fair enough there there's an element of 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 work to it is work to garden and uh, but and some people revel in that some people like that, especially when it's a contrast to your if your day job is sitting at a computer you know most people like my wife it's the last thing she wants to do when she gets home is sit at a computer so even if she liked video, video games say um, she would just couldn't uh, fathom doing that because she's done it all day even though it's a different thing you know so Maybe because it's the contrast of you've been at the computer, you can't, you don't want to watch TV, you want to be, you want to do labor because your body likes that kind of stuff. Um, you know, when, when you guys are as well practiced at lethargy as you, as you two are, yeah. that, but it, it does feel good <laughs> to do. It's true. <laughs> it does feel good to move your body. And gardening is a kind of like meditative way that's not that intensive that, that you can just kind of go out and, and, and do something with your body. And it's, it's, it's fairly. It's fairly intensive until you're at the maintenance side of things. You're doing like, I mean, after a day of gardening or even an afternoon of gardening out in the sun, you know, digging or, or doing whatever, you're, you're tired. Uh, like it's fair. It's not a, a small amount, uh, small amount of effort. And yes, yes, I'm a bit lazy. And yes, I, <laughs> I, I think I think that when I have free time, it should be uh, for relaxation. I've started like I've started going to the gym and doing different exercises or whatever, and I would do that before I would do. Yeah, I would like, do screw the gym, just do some gardening. It's like a double stone. I, I, I was just I, gonna say chalk this up as another one of the Crofton's. Like it's too hard, so I won't do it. Well, it's it's just like what is the point, really? Like, I mean, there's the if uh, I appreciate people who do it, but what is what a, what is the point for me? Like, I I just you know listed the tasks, and if it's becoming one with nature or some sort of hippy dippy stuff, I'm sorry, it just I that that doesn't appeal. Nature can go take a hike. Sounds like <laughs> I don't know. 
I think we're almost getting into kind of verdict deep territory. So, so. I'm I'm ready to go if you guys are. Yeah, I think so. And there is the gavel of verdictation. I, I may as well start. I think I haven't gone first in a while. So um, I have done some gardening. Uh, I'm not a good gardener. I'll start by saying that. The things I garden tend to have a lot of weeds in them and they always seem somewhat like failures. Um but the the vegetables in particular, there is something wonderful about putting something in the ground and watching it turn into something else. So you planted a seed or something and then you pull up a carrot or you've planted a little sprout and then you're eating cucumbers off of that. that so that, I don't know. I really like about that. And I think, you know, for the aesthetics of the flowers, some people get that same joy out of watching this thing literally bloom, the fruits of their labors bloom into something beautiful that has a creative element to it and i think it's a natural human thing to want to get your hands in the dirt and to like you know to just feel that even though maybe it is a bit contrived it's not like nature or anything but all in all i mean it's hard to say for me it's hard to say that the garden is anything but good so i say good and I'll just tack on one more thing of like, I think if you're going to choose with the gardening, I say go with the vegetables because then it's just, you know, they, they look nice too and you can eat a lot of them. So, you know. It's definitely a big plus. Bo, do you have your verdict all set to go or are you going to be thinking about it for a real long time while you're talking? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm always going to think about it while I'm talking, but uh, I'll just go since we're taking too much time now. Um, <clears throat> so gardening to me is – I if. If you were to just put me on an island and say, like, give me one activity that I was allowed to do, the bottom of the list to me would be gardening. I can't think of anything less interesting to me personally. So my verdict is going to be tainted by my personal bias towards it. However, um, I like to think of gardening as real life Lego, like. You know, apart from genetic engineering or whatever, which we're not going to get into. It's like, you know, you're playing with the stuff of nature and that can be rewarding. People like Lego and people can like gardening. I you know, There's some arguments we made on the show about how it can be wasteful or use up natural resources. I think gardening will survive that if everyone used stuff responsibly. We'll still have gardening. So I don't think that's a reason to not garden, but maybe to change the way we garden. So I, I can't say it's good. And I can't say it's a bad thing. So I'm just going to say gardening is bullshit. Wow. A, I a, rare, a rare bullshit from Bo. I think that's his least used. I don't understand what word. people see, see in it. Kind of like, you know how I'm always telling you to watch Breaking Bad and you guys still haven't watched Breaking Bad? Yeah, I've every, watched the first two episodes. And, and every time I bring it up, how you should watch it, you probably feel a certain way. Like, oh, no, this again. Or, oh, shut up. Or, oh, whatever. I imagine that's the same feeling as how when someone's trying to sell me, i.e. my father, who's an avid gardener, on why I should be gardening and why it's so important to be connected to nature through gardening. And I would just like to point out that one of those things is watching television and the other one is growing That's, something but you, you, can't, you can't do that. You can't just be like, I am the universal holder of truth and one thing has more value well, than no, because I. I do watch I do watch television. I don't watch Breaking Bad. It'd be it'd be the and an, an adequate analogy would be that I say you should plant cucumbers and you say no, I prefer to plant roses and tulips because uh, at least you know we're talking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so was, no, I'm not watching Breaking the, Bad. The analogy was along the lines of how like the connecting common denominator was how you feel when that thing is said to you, not you know whether they're both comparable from a nature perspective. So so we you get what I'm saying. Again? He said bullshit. bullshit. 
Bullshit. I'm sorry, it was so long ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was trying try to remember. Um, so it's, it's me, and one of the things <laughs> that I was when I told Bo that he should go first is because I hadn't really sorted out what I thought. And uh, the reason I hadn't sorted out what I thought is when we started this topic, I was like, oh, this is a clearly a good topic. Like, I mean, it's really like it's gardening. How offensive could it be? And I was really racking my brain to think of things that were wrong with gardening. I was like, well, you know. I guess you would use resources, and uh, that you. I see people, you know, overwatering their lawns and this and that. And I was thinking about the things about how it's like a divider of the sexes. Often, it's like the women garden and the men are working in the shed or whatever. Um, but really, like I appreciate gardening when I see people do it. Do it uh, nicely. Like I'll, I'll go to places like botanical gardens or like uh, uh, places with exquisite gardens. We got married. I got married in a garden for Christ's sake. Uh, and so, uh, so it's it's hard for me uh, to say it is anything but good. However, as we hit the end of this podcast and we were all sort of chatting, Mike asked me why don't why I don't garden personally, and I started thinking about it, and I was like, man, you know what? It has no appeal to me personally. Like as an individual, I have, I have no interest in doing it. And the times that I have done it, I've been like, oh, this is. I really wish I was not doing this. Um, and so to then say it's good because other people like it and I enjoy the results, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can do that. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and say gardening's bullshit. <laughs> and for the for the record, as soon as I said that, my wife, who's sitting in the other room, just said, what? <laughs> You're in trouble now. I, she took the words out of my mouth because I was going to say, I can't believe two bulls. It's gardening. Like, think we should look. <laughs> oh, that's my wife. She was she she didn't think like that. Think about it this way. If I just joined a country <laughs> and they're like, uh, Mr. Bo, there's only two jobs available. You can be gardener or you can be prostitute. I'd be a prostitute. I'm yeah, but sure. Bo, you'd probably be a prostitute anyways. They right. If not, this was I, longer, you might That wasn't like. fair. I put something I liked against something I didn't like. You're right. They probably make him be a gardener anyway. Yeah, he <laughs> rated prostitution as a good on this show. Yeah. So I, I, be like, <laughs> I'd be a prostitute gardener. That would be the punchline. So again, for those of you keeping score at home, Bo Schwartz rated prostitution as good, but gardening as bullshit. <laughs> um. I yeah no I I know it's just it's one of those things like I made my explanation garden I I would not ever consider gardening a bad thing by hey, any hey, Mike, does, does Andrea yeah. want to come in and say anything Yeah she has a comment Oh okay all right special guest spot All right go ahead this is great because we need somebody who actually gardens to like set us straight here I'm disappointed in you gentlemen that you both understand the merits of gardening and let your own bias determine your judgment is lame. Is, <laughs> well, there you have it for someone who gardens. Oh wow, that that disappointment feels really meaningful to me. I, I feel bad. Was, I, was, I just have to, to think about opinions. You know, you 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 guys are both lazy video game players, and and, and you let that color your. Your verdict. It's got nothing to do with video games. <laughs> if there were no such thing as video games, I would still yeah, hate true. gardening. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair enough. <laughs> okay, here. we should do a wrap up because yeah, we. Can oh talk yeah, about yeah, no. So if you like video games, you should listen to our new <laughs> podcast, the exclamation mark. Um, 
no, I I want to uh, thank you both for such a a interesting con- and more lively than I expected conversation on the subject of gardening. Um, you can, uh, if you want to hear about this and more other interesting conversations, you should uh, subscribe to our show if you haven't already. Um, you can go to goodbadbull.com and get all the info there. You can, we're on the App Store, we're on Stitcher. We would invite you to subscribe, to like us on a Facebook uh, at Good uh, at Good Bad Bull. Same thing with Twitter. Follow us at Good Bad Bull and. If you just can't get enough of us and you just want to hear us, hear our thoughts as soon as they're ready, they're just percolating in our brains and we haven't even thought them out that much and we're already looking to put them out into the world, uh, well, then you can follow us individually. Um, Let's let's try Bo. Bo, where where can the listeners at home follow you if they want more Bo in their lives? You can uh, find me tweeting up my hedonistic lifestyle at Bo Schwartz. At Bo Schwartz on Twitter. And Michael Hodgins, if if the folks at home, they want to follow you, they want more Michael Hodgins in their lives, how do they go about doing that? Well, they'd have to come down to uh, the Kilbourne Allotment Gardens where I will be helping my wife uh, dig uh, or, or do, do the plowing for the new – I do some of the roto-tilling for the garden. So you can find me doing there. Not on the internet. You know, I like to move around sometimes too. <laughs> Strong man with plow. Man, that um, made me think of Homer Simpson's Mr. Plow commercial. And you can also follow me <laughs> at Croft and Steers on Twitter. Right now, if you do, you will be inundated by hockey playoff tweets. I apologize for that. They will be over as soon as the playoffs are 1. over. 1.7% so Crofton. At the end of summer. And, uh, and uh, yeah, again, and we won't harp on this all the time, but we've just launched the new podcast, the exclamation mark, and we would, um, we would invite anybody who enjoyed the show to give that show uh, a try too. So, gentlemen, do you have, <laughs> before we depart – any final thoughts or gardening memories that you wish to share with um, us? I have something I want to kind of frame this with. I, you've heard me say this before. Uh, um, <laughs> often I approach things this way. When you start to start by saying when society breaks down, uh, having gardening <laughs> skills is going to be useful. Uh, and uh, and I will say that you know if 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 we you know are in a plane of crash on a desert island, uh, I'd be just as happy if it wasn't you two. They're bringing your your practical skill set of, of uh, prostitution will be useful when we're rebuilding society. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean like there there's there's some skill. There's something valuable in it beyond just the the aesthetics or whatever it's a it's a skill that you could pass down it's knowledge which goes beyond just your own personal love of something it's actually useful for feeding yourself and there may come a time where you might need that knowledge it's true i i feel like in this show we've done all these topics like hunting or other ones where it's like well if there's a breakdown of society it would be really good to be good at this but you know what i i don't judge topics on that uh, on that merit anymore and it's the same with like you know, the, I mentioned the farmers market. If I want to buy local, I can go and buy local. I don't have to grow it, uh, grow it myself, especially when I have you know precious little free time as it is. That said, I do have some delightful gardening memories. Uh, one was uh, one is just when my wife. <laughs> and this sounds so horrible, but when my wife uh, prized me off the couch and says, "Hey, come look at all the awesome work I did in the 
garden. And uh, then I walk outside and I take a look at the garden and it's just beautiful because she has a, quite the green thumb. Um, I always, I, I'm always like, wow, that is that is really nice. I really appreciate that I have this great garden in front of my house. Man, that's some shameless pandering you're doing. Yeah, it's pretty shameless. <laughs> it's pretty shameless. <laughs> it also sounds so like you sound like the laziest man. <laughs> that doesn't sound lazy. I am what I am. Talking Mike. about your new video game podcast and how your precious free time must be spent uh, playing video make, games. It takes work to make TV. podcasts. It takes work uh, and and like <laughs> it takes work sitting on your ass. <laughs> <laughs>